first, a word from our sponsor, the insurance people. Medicare open enrollment has started now through December 7th. Do you need help enrolling? Are you ready to shop your Medicare supplement, Part D medication, or Medicare Advantage plan? The insurance people, located in Illinois, specializes in helping you select the best Medicare option for your needs. You can find them at insurancepl.com. That is insurance, our favorite word, followed by the letters PPL, or call 773-697-8082. Again, insurancepl.com or 773-697-8082. Hi, I'm Gail. And hi, I'm Catherine. We are the active voice of women over 70, aging reimagined. Welcome to our weekly podcast. Our mission is to showcase vital women between the ages of 70 to 100 plus who shatter the myth that we become irrelevant as we age. These women lead fulfilling lives for themselves and others. Visit our website, womenover70.com. Invite us to conduct workshops or speak to your organization on issues that matter to women aging. Consider becoming a sponsor. And if you are an author with a book for women, check out our book promotion opportunity. We are so pleased to welcome to the studio today, Dara Marks. Dara is just turning 70. She lives in Ojai, California, and is an international script consultant, lecturer, author, and workshop presenter of Engaging the Feminine Heroic. Dara has always been fascinated by story. Through her teachings, she provides innovative processes that help writers to maintain the artistic integrity of their vision throughout the development of their story. Dara believes that the first half of life is an outbound journey. Then we move inward, homeward, to make meaning and value. We are not done yet, she says. When we have nothing left to conquer, we can then place a value on all we've come to be. Author of an exciting new book on screenwriting, Inside Story, The Power of the Transformational Arc, she's looking forward to continuing to speak around the country and releasing her newest workshop, Inside Story, as a fully interactive course online. So, Dara, welcome to Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined. Oh, hi, and it's just really a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. You're very welcome. <laughs> and and so let's let's begin with how you arrived at, at where you are today. I, I know when we talked, you said you had an accident at uh, 19. Mm -hmm. And that motivated you to imagine your success. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, it's interesting. Uh, our, our life's journey is something that uh, um, occasionally, you know, we just step back and look at and say, wow, how did I get here? Uh, because I don't think it's anything we can quite plan. I, I think that uh, certainly what I discovered was that, you uh, life took so many interesting uh, twists and turns. And I, I've often said that uh, if all my greatest wishes had come true of, of what I thought I wanted to become, they would pale in comparison to what, you know, to, to sort of what life has delivered. And, and, and I mean that not just uh, things that are big and glorious. I'm talking about even small and difficult trials and so on and so forth. They they take you to very unexpected 
uh, but powerful places. Um, so uh, my adult life started, uh, you know, like most going away to college and everything at, uh, at, at uh, 18. Uh, and when I was 19, I was in a very serious car accident and burned very badly. And um, that obviously had an impact on, on, uh, on the rest of my life. Um, but uh, I ended up uh, going into, uh, into the film industry and uh, working in, as a development executive and eventually uh, moved completely into uh, becoming a story analyst and working with story and uh, working um, uh, with uh, writers uh, and directors directly on um, how to make a better how to make a better script and make a better story. And uh, what I hadn't anticipated was how uh, uh, even a, a catastrophic event would become sort of a guiding pattern in my understanding of story itself. And uh, my work, uh, uh, my book is Inside Story and it shows writers how to uh, uh, create a strong inner story along with the outer story so that uh, they both impact each other and shows how uh, who we are becoming cannot really be achieved unless we face our trials in life. Uh, I, I often tell writers, if you want to understand how to develop a character, look at how your own character has been developed, that your good looks, your status, uh, uh, even your talent certainly has made an impact on your life, but it's how you face your trials that has created the quality of your character. And so um, when you're writing a strong story, we need to see whatever is happening in the outer physical world as something that also rises the challenge of the inner of the inner life. And so without realizing what I was doing, I was, you know, gaining a lot of insight and information from my own life experience and, and how I'd, I and, and my observation of others had faced trials. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. You, you, um, you taught for a while. Did you did you teach this for a while? I mean, it, it seems like you went through quite a time yourself from the time you were I don't know how long after you were nineteen. But yeah, but, uh, what what moved you to actually make this a career from there? Well, again, I I think it it wasn't a plan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, uh, I I got back on my feet as quickly as I could, um, and uh, uh, you know went to work, and uh, soon really began to realize that what I was most attracted to um, was uh, writing. And of course, when you're young and you're waiting for a writing a career to land, um, you 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 better have a plan B to to you know to be able to pay the rent. And uh, this is when uh, I uh, was introduced to story analysis and uh, began doing it, you know, just as I said, kind of an adjunct to the career. But 
what I soon found was that I was much more attracted to, to the, the concept of story itself than necessarily uh, uh, writing my own stories, even though I, I did, but, um, uh, and soon became, uh, you know, I was coming up during a time when there weren't a lot of, today, <laughs> there's story consultants all over the place, but I came up during a time when there were very few of us and we were sort of the trailblazers of, of trying uh, in the film industry of really kind of identifying uh, what story is and, and how to analyze it in a story and really uh, set the writer back on a, a stronger path in the rewrite and so on. And most of the work that had been done up to that point was very, very much based, you know, on Aristotle's rules of writing and uh which was fine i mean you know that 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 certainly is something that we look at that helps us understand the architecture of a narrative but um what i kept like what what kept pushing me toward that i i wasn't finding anywhere was um a, a deeper understanding of not just the architecture of story but of the character who moved through the story I mean, I'm not trying to say that I was the only one that was looking at this, but there was something called the transformational arc of character that is a big part of what, um, uh, it, it, you know, it's a, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a concept that is widely used in the narrative field, but it hadn't been really clearly identified. And as I was working with story, I kept seeing this pattern evolving. And it's an archetypal pattern. In other words, it, it's not a pattern that you each story is imprinted differently. The pattern is consistent. How it's how it's um, exposed is as different as a fingerprint. I mean, er, every one is different. But I, I always say that you know, no one invents what it means to be human. We're all the same, except in the detail. So that uh, you see this this in the story. And so that became sort of the path that my life took. Um, I got a lot of, of, of a, you know, really uh, excellent response to it. And then uh, my book came out and, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's done extremely well uh, because people are really craving this information. Uh -huh. When you were uh, uh, around 50, I believe, you mm -hmm. said that you you were director of Pacifica. Yeah. So as I was developing all of this, um, uh, it it was very clear to me that I needed uh, uh, more expertise in the area because I was looking at things that no one was really fully talking about. And uh, Pacifica Graduate Institute, uh, there is a program they have that's I, I I don't think it's duplicated exactly anywhere in the world called mythological studies and it it's not this the classic study of myth but this for, i what i say about it it's a study of the human story so we look into into mythic depths for sort of uh, the the archetypal narrative uh, of the human story and it fit it was a beautiful perfect fit for the kind of work that i was doing i was just gonna say could you say a little more dare about the um, the the archetypical archetypical. Arch, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a tough one. I know. 
<laughs> what does that mean? Was was yeah. this Jungian inspired by Jung or is well, this you know, it, it's funny. I came in, I came in backwards to it. Okay, so I hadn't studied Jung, but you know, when I as I began my uh, uh, training and and so on in mythological studies, obviously, it it is quite Jungian influenced. Also, Joseph Campbell and all, but it, it the work wasn't stuck on anybody's. Uh, uh, you know, in other words, I'm not. I don't consider myself a Jungian, even though a lot of my work certainly resonates with Jungian theory. That in many ways. Uh, the uh, transformational arc of character is really the the the, um, the arc of individuation, okay, and you know how we continue to grow into ourselves, if you will, uh, so that it, so that it matched up kind of beautifully. And of course, I learned a lot as well. I mean, it it there was a lot more that I had to to learn and come to understand, but. Uh, it, you know, my thinking was already down down that path, and it was very thrilling, actually, to go, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> well, if that's not putting you on the spot further, uh, <laughs> what, I'm, I'm fascinated by what you just said about we continue to grow into ourselves. What, what does that mean? Well, you know, uh, I think at that sort of at the precipice of 70 years old and onward, um, we certainly have a, a view of our lives and who we are. And I think as you look back over the landscape, again, this goes to, to a basic concept that, um, uh, that if we examine who we are and what we have become, it wasn't all just because it was handed to us, all right? that uh, even if we had talent in a certain area, um, the challenge of life is what really informed that, you know, that's our inner world. And um, uh, so that at every level, as we are met with challenges, uh, we have the opportunity, you know, when you put a big challenge in someone's path, whether it's an accident, whether it's an illness, whether it's a uh, un untimely death, you know, what, whatever, a breakup, of some kind. When I, when, when we enter the realm of a challenge, okay, or a problem, I, uh, you know, a, a problem is a problem because we don't know how to solve it. So as we encounter that problem, it can feel completely insurmountable, but. As we move through the problem, even if we have a terrible time with the challenges that it presents, once we get to the other side and we can look back, we can recognize that um, what got us through the challenge is that we became greater than who we were when we first entered the challenge. Now, it, it, that doesn't always hold. Sometimes a challenge has will destroy us. I mean, that's the human story. We either we either grow and and evolve and develop through facing life's challenges, or they they will d diminish and destroy us. There, there's no there's no neutral spot. <laughs> there, okay, Sarah, can you give us an example, another example from your own life? Of from my just, own life. Oh, yes. Um, what you're just talking about beyond yes. this horrible accident you had. At yeah. such an early age. Yeah. Um, well, I, I met my uh, uh, husband when I was in my late 30s. And um, 
you know, it, it, it really was the great love affair that I had been looking for through my life. And um, uh, he was uh, not just my great love, he was also my great friend. And um, I came to realize it took me a, quite a while after, by a while, I mean about a year after we were together when uh, it became clear that he was an alcoholic. And I, I say that, by the way, he, he gives me his permission to talk about this. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Um, uh, and um, he determined that he really wanted to get sober. And um, I, I, I didn't come from I don't have any alcoholism in my family. So that's why I had a hard time even recognizing what it was. And uh, then he determined he wanted to get sober and um went through a, a, a really, really difficult challenge uh, getting sober. It, it, took a, it took a few years and um, it was a challenge for me, again, because I didn't, I didn't even know what really this was. Um, when, uh, when I first um, encountered this, uh, uh, I remember he, he went to a rehab and uh, the the guy who was running the place sat down with us and he said, you know, it's very unlikely that your relationship will survive this. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, percentage wise, you know, it, it, it may not. This, this is very difficult. But being a good codependent, <laughs> I was like, OK, I could I could do this. I can make him sober. And um, so he said, told me that one of the things I had to do was get myself to Al-Anon and um, I said, uh, uh, <laughs> great, sign me up. I'll go do that, of course. And, you know, go, in and, you know, go to Al-Anon with pencil and pad. Okay, how do I get my husband sober? Well, if any of you out there have been to Al-Anon, you know, that's obviously not how they work. Um, but, you know, so they, they sort of tell you the principles and talk about uh, codependency and all this. And I'd been in therapy and I'd done spiritual work. And so there was like nothing new they were telling me here. And so... You know, I went a little bit. And, uh, I I could do this myself. This is not a big deal. And uh, things got more, much more, much and much more difficult uh, with my husband, and to the point that I thought it was going to to completely destroy our marriage. And um, uh, I ended up going back to Alan at a point literally crawling back in and saying, okay, I'll shut up and listen now. And um, it was absolutely transformative um, because I, it, this may have impacted my, you know, so much of who we are is what we've been through, obviously. So when I teach about story, I can only teach what I already know, what I, what I truly know. And it was the stories it was sitting week after week and hearing everyone's story and they were pretty mundane, you know, and it was the same thing over and over. And of course their story was my story, you know, it all comes dressed differently. And I became humble in front of it and came to realize, you know, that I had no control over what he was going to do or, or how he would approach his life, you know, that, that it was mine. I had to, to let go of all of that. And it was a true letting go. Um, 
you know, we can do a lot of spiritual work on ourselves and we can do a lot of therapy and we can understand all of this in our heads, mm-hmm. <laughs> but until we're compelled to, to really uh, get into life and, and live this, um, it, uh, uh, we don't know what we're made of, you know? And so my husband, he's been sober now over 25 28 years, something like that, quite, quite some time. I'm very, very proud of him. But and and what we went through, I will say, strengthened our marriage to this day in ways that nothing else could have. I mean, now other trials could have certainly, you know, people go through difficult trials together is what I'm trying to say. Um, But uh, it gave us, you know, it gave us a language to speak to each other in and a stability about it. I mean, now, if if uh, something's going on, and, and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm being, uh, you know, like, uh, nudging it, like, well, well, what are we gonna do? Or this, you know, regarding something he's doing, he'll just look at me very calmly. And he'll say, he'll say now, what is it about yourself you don't want to look at? Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I really, which I really hate him for. But I'm just saying that you know. So, so you know, we we have a very a strong marriage and a and a good marriage today. But it it went through terrible upheaval. Mm-hmm. When you talk about letting, truly letting go. What is, can you describe that a little bit? This no. is, I think this is such an <laughs> okay. important um, topic. I, I, I misspoke because <laughs> oh. if I could truly let go, I, uh, <laughs> oh, darn, I wanted you to tell me the secret. <laughs> I'd be a guru on a mountaintop, I think, but um, I try. Okay. And it, you know, sometimes I think, uh, and I think most of us, you know, again, at, at our age, you know, you, you, you gain a certain amount of wisdom about what life and about how you behave in life. And so, you know, it's, it's that, you know, I think letting go for me means that I have an alternative place to go other than just the worry, the fretting, the, oh, the mm-hmm. trying to take control of it. It doesn't mean that I'm always good at going there. Okay. But I, but I can recognize it for what it is. I, I, mm-hmm. I think that might be more accurate. <laughs> Thank you. That that's really helpful. Very yeah. helpful yeah. perspective. <laughs> I want that secret sauce. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You when we, you and I talked, you you mentioned you, you you correlated this to the stories of the Iliad and the Odyssey. Mm. Well, my newest work is on what I refer to as the feminine heroic. And uh, it, it, it could be a, a, a little misunderstood because it sounds like I'm talking about the female heroic, which is very important and very powerful. But there's something else that um, I, I find that operates on an even deeper level that is, um, and for lack of a better way to say it, because it can be very confusing to people, but I'll, I'll just say it and take from it what you can. That uh, and and again, this isn't unique. I'm not uniquely saying this. This is this is uh, uh, thought of a lot. That um, we all have a masculine and feminine side to our nature, okay? And that the masculine side of our nature is how we express ourselves in the outer physical world, and the feminine side of our nature is our inner life, our inner world. So we're very used to throughout our culture. Uh, um, valuing our achievements in the outer world 
but we don't put a whole lot of value on the heroic efforts that go on in our inner life. And, um, you know, nobody throws a parade when you've gone through a difficult depression, you know, or, or, or gotten sober or done things, you know, like that. And um, so that's why my work is focusing on, on how we can, A, see it in our lives, recognize it, and give it more value and give it weight. Because, again, the trials in our life do determine who we are. That, you know, we, we, we like to think that person over there has a better life because they don't have as many trials. Well, first, first of all, that's probably not true. And, uh, um, you know, everybody has to, to f- face life in, in whatever, whatever way they can. Anyway, so my book then that I'm working on, and I, I, by the way, I, I lead retreats for, for women working with this, this whole inner heroic. And um, uh, in, in this work, I use mythological storytelling to show that these are patterns. Because one of the things, one of the reasons we look at myth is that what we say is that the more we tell a story, the more we're telling our story. In other words, the only reason these ancient stories have survived is because they carry information. And when you know how to open them up and sort of deconstruct them a little bit, you can see uh, you can see these patterns. And it's very thrilling. As you do this work, you go, oh, there I am. Wait, there I am. Wait, that's me too, you know. And so one of the one of the, uh, the books that people look at quite a bit, especially in West, Western culture, um, are the books, The Iliad and The Odyssey, as being two halves of our, of, of our human whole. That the Iliad, which is the represents the Trojan Wars, kind of represents how we the first half of life is an outer bound journey where we, uh, you know, go out and and you sort of claim our our you know claim our stake on the world and and uh, uh, determine you know it's, you know and this has nothing to do with being a man obviously that. Uh, whether uh, uh, you become the CEO of a big business, you become a nurse, you become a nun, you become what well, doesn't matter, you know that that's how you go out and you conquer the world, which is really essential. But again, at our age, we can see that there is a time you reach in your life where how much conquering is are we going to do? You know what what is the value in it, and. Um, and that those people who have, I think, the most powerful second half of life are those who make the turn inward, homeward. Mm-hmm. So the book, The uh, Odyssey, is the homeward bound journey. And you can see that. Now, that happens to be a, a male driven myth, but you know, women can see themselves in that story as much as, as men can. And then I also work with female driven myths and I show also how both men and women can find themselves in that story. Mm. Yes. (laughs) I'm so uh, caught up in listening to you and learning from you. (laughs) I I forget that I'm also conducting this interview. Yeah. 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 Well, this stuff, this stuff is just wonderful. Um, You know, I'll tell you, I had an interesting little story of what sort of got me started on it. Um, many, many, many years ago, 
um, I walk, you know, I, I, I've always, I always have a dog and, and I was walk, I walk my dog along and I used to walk in this certain neighborhood where I kept passing the house of this old woman and she was always outside gardening and we became very friendly and I would stop and chat with her. And, you know, we had a, just a, a really lovely time. And, um, one day she just showed up at my doorstep and I said, hi, you know, come on in. And she said, I have something to give you. And I said, oh, okay, thank you. And she handed me a book and she said, I don't know why, but I think you need this book. <laughs> and it was my first real introduction to the archetypal patterns in mythic storytelling. It was called wow. The Eternal Drama, uh, The Inner Meaning of Greek Mythology by Edward um, Edinger. And uh, I, I tore the, I, I, she, she lent it to me. <laughs> and I couldn't help myself. I tore the book up. I mean, it was underlined and this and that. I obviously I bought her a brand new copy of the book, but it it was it was positively life changing uh, because right there it, you 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 encounter this stuff and it just sort of blows your mind that this is your story. Mm-hmm. There are, are there mythological figures that you resonate with. Uh, well, there are, you know, it, that that's a very interesting question because there, you know, there are a lot of books that have been written, you know, about, especially on the fem, the, the female side of thing and and uh, female um, uh, heroic uh, uh, mythic characters, and um, we do see ourselves in these characters very strongly, and in fact. This is even one of the things we used to work with uh, when I was in grad school, kind of uh, sort of looking at who, who were sort of your mythic mentors, whether you realized mm-hmm. it or not. And um, I think Demeter, who is uh, a uh, carries a lot of nurturing mother energy, uh, was certainly a big part of, uh, of the drive that I found. And I think her, her myths sort of uh, really pulled me, pulled me right in. And um, probably um, Aphrodite as well, mm-hmm. uh, just because I'm, I'm so attracted to art and, and you know, uh, that, that side of the thing that enriches our lives so much. Mm. So <laughs> it reminds me of when I was in college, one of my favorite courses was on mythology. And mm-hmm. you do identify with all of these mythological characters. And yes. Not all of them, but you find some that you really identify with. Yeah. And, and uh, that- uh, Can I tell you a very quick story? It's a funny sure. one. <laughs> sure. So there's also characters like you don't identify so much, so much with. And uh, one of the characters, I, I, this was early on when I was studying, and I don't think I really understood and knew, knew enough about her, but one of the characters was Hestia who is uh, the, she's a virgin goddess of the hearth. And so she takes care of the home and she, uh, you know, is, is, you know, kind of conceptually rather, you know, rather strict about it and so on and so forth. So <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm more on the messy side of things. And so I didn't, didn't really, you know, Hestia was someone that I, I you know, I didn't res- rec- resonate that strongly with. I thought, so I was traveling in uh, in Europe. In fact, I think I was in Bulgaria, and I'd been invited to speak at a uh, for a, uh, work with Bulgarian uh, filmmakers, and they they uh, it was in some sort of a, a retreat out in the countryside 
uh, that I, I think had been used during the communist days. Uh, and so it was, it was, it was nice. And, uh, but I didn't have a, um, I think I had a bathroom in my room, but not, didn't have a shower or something. And down the hall was a bathroom that had a big tub in it. So uh, uh, I escaped one afternoon and went in there to take a nice long tub, uh, tub bath. And as I'm getting undressed, I, I'd been for some, I may, it must've been studying Hestia's. I don't know why she was in my head at that moment. And I heard, I heard this voice saying to me, pick your clothes up. I had taken my clothes off and just dropped them on the floor. And I heard this voice in my head as it kept saying, pick your clothes up. And, and I, and I somehow, I don't remember exactly how I related it to Hestia, but I, as I said, I must've been studying her at the time. And I said, okay, the voice of Hestia, pick your damn clothes up. So I picked my clothes up and I took my bath and I got out of the bath and pulled the plug <laughs> and the floor started to flood. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I realized that it was it was just the way the bathroom had been designed that that there was uh, it was all tiled and for whatever reason <laughs> part of the water came up dirt you know whatever it was it was a natural thing and then it went down but I, I would have been far from my room with only so close <laughs> so I had a great respect for Hestia after that after that incident. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could go on forever. I have, I have one more question for you. And, and that is that you stated that you feel like a lotus that just keeps opening. Do you remember saying that? Yeah, I, I do. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, it's just, um, I think one of the things that comes with age um, that you can't get any other way is um, sort of a, I'm going to use this word and then kind of explain it, but you, you, with age come, you know, they, with age comes wisdom. But I think what that really means is that with age comes perspective <laughs> and that what you have experienced throughout your life, if, as, uh, you know, if, if you have faced the challenges in life and they haven't destroyed you, that what you discover is that you can get through what lies ahead. And it may be difficult and it may be daunting and it may be way out of your comfort zone. Um, and certainly as we are facing the last phase of life, uh, you know, there's only, there's only one way out, right? Um, so, I, I mean, I, I feel like um, all of us, uh, you know, are just, we're, we're facing new challenges and um, they can be very hard and difficult. And I don't want to in any way minimize that. Um, and and uh, within them also is something of value, you know, that, that is part of the discovery. Um, I don't want to get too cutesy about it because some of our challenges right now are so difficult um, but what we do, what we do encounter are the depths of friendships and um, the, the things that we have really earned in life, you know, much more than what is just in our bank account, that um, um, who we are um, and what we have gone through in life and the relationships we formed in some is, is you know, that that's that that's the royalty that keeps playing, playing great, you know paying great dividends. So yes. Yeah. I think that's what I meant by that. 
<laughs> well, thank you so very much. We're going to look forward to your newest workshop, Inside Story. And uh, did you want to say one more thing about that? Well, I, I would just like to add that um, if anyone is interested in some of the things I've been talking about on my website, which is just my name.com, um, daramarks.com, um, I have, you know, reading lists that I can recommend. And um, we do have this whole new, um, which you're free to download. It's just a download. And we do have this this uh, wonderful complete course that's um, you know all yours to download, and that will be out early next year. And if anyone that there's a thing if you if you click on it and it'll just ask for your information. And uh, uh, if you just type in something like uh, there's a comment thing, women over seventy uh, something, I will uh, keep that and get in touch with you and uh, um, definitely give you a discount. Um, when the product comes out. But if anyone is interested in writing or enhancing their ability to write, this is a great interactive program that will really take you step by step, not, not just through writing a story, but in getting to the depths of your story. So, mm -hmm. um, Thank you. And, and then also, you could, I will keep it for anyone interested in the workshops on the feminine heroic and likewise give a discount for that as well. That's really kind of you. That's yes. great. Very generous. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dara. My my pleasure. My pleasure. So, listeners, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Become an active participant in our Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined Facebook group. Visit our website, womenover70.com, and discover everything you'd like to know about our Women Over 70 community. We'll see you next Wednesday on Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined. <laughs>